Hello, Andre here. Good morning. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. I trust that you are well. It's been raining a lot uh, the last few days here in God's promised land, Simei. And I trust that you're getting some of that rain uh, wherever you're at here in Singapore. And I'm reminded that all through the Bible, rain is looked upon and thought of as a symbol of God's blessing, His favour. And I pray that over you this morning, that God's blessing, His favour will be upon you, your family, your children, your job, whatever have you, that you would be blessed by our Father in heaven, who delights over you this day, whose mercies are new every morning. Now, a prayer that I've found myself praying a lot uh, in the last few weeks is a really simple prayer and it goes like this. God, I want to know your heart. God, I want to know your heart. And it's a earnest cry and desire to know the heart of God. Um, a line that has really become a life mantra, a goal of ministry of life, if you would. It comes from Bill Johnson and the statement goes, Jesus never lived in reaction to the devil. He only lived in response to the Father. And that has become my goal in life. I want to live in response to God's heart. And especially in this time where I see so much need around me, I see so much that requires my attention, I have found myself constantly seeking after God's heart because I don't want to be caught up in just busyness and reacting as things come my way. I want to know God's heart. I want to be in His will and responding to Him even this time. And I trust all of you want the same for your lives. Now, I thought this week that I would spend some time studying scripture, looking up different passages, different stories in the gospel accounts that will give me some kind of insight into Jesus's heart, into how He feels about certain issues, how He responds, what really matters to him. And I think we can draw or infer a ton of that uh, from scripture, from stories about how Jesus responded to uh, oppression, how he responded to discrimination. These things are big on Jesus's heart. He is after justice. But I chanced upon this short little line in my study that really, really spoke to me. I believe it will speak to you as well. And it's this short line in Matthew chapter 11, it's verse 29, and it's Jesus describing his heart. And he says this, I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am gentle and lowly in heart. Now in the four gospel accounts given to us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and this is some 89 chapters of biblical text, there's only one place where Jesus tells us about his heart. We learn much in the four Gospels about Christ's teaching, we read of his birth, his ministry, his disciples, we are told of his travels, his prayer habits, we read of his death and his astonishing resurrection. But in only one place do we hear Jesus himself open up to us about his heart, his very heart. In one place in the Bible, the Son of God pulls back the veil and lets us peer way down into the core of who He is. And we are told that He is gentle and lowly in heart. 
not demanding in heart, not exalted or dignified in heart. We're not even told that he is joyful or generous in heart, but he claims that he is gentle and lowly in heart. Now the heart in biblical terms is not just a part of who we are, not not just an organ, but it really is the center of who we are. Our heart is what defines and directs us. That is why Solomon tells us to keep the heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. The heart is a matter of life. It is what makes us the human being. Each of us is the heart drives all we do. It is who we are. And so Jesus, in describing who he is, describes himself as a person who is gentle and lowly. Now, the Greek word translated gentle here occurs just three other times in the New Testament. First, in the Beatitude, it says that the meek or the gentle will inherit the earth. So when Jesus uses this word to describe himself, he's describing himself as a person who is not harsh, not reactionary, not easily exasperated. You may say he is the most understanding person in the universe. The posture most natural to him is not one of a wagging or pointed finger, but one of open arms bowed low. He is gentle in heart. Now, many of us in hearing this would immediately think of the moments in scripture where we see the harshness and the wrath of Jesus on display, where he confronted the Pharisees, where he chased the money changers out of the temple. Jesus didn't really look all that gentle then. What about the harsher side of Jesus? Now, in no way are we saying those accounts untrue. They are true. Jesus was at times harsh. He was at times angry. But as we read the Gospels in its entirety, we realize that Jesus' primary disposition, his primary attitude towards humanity, what pours out of him most naturally was gentleness, it was kindness, it was meekness, it was love and compassion. When Jesus sees the fallenness of the world all around him, his deepest impulse, his most natural instinct, is to move toward that sin and suffering with gentleness, with grace, with mercy and kindness, not to move away from it. The theologian J.I. Packer once wrote that a half-truth masquerading as the whole truth becomes a complete untruth. Now, this is so true, right? That the heresies all through church history are not universally upside-down depictions of Jesus, but simply lopsided one is when we overemphasize one truth over the other and not see the life of Jesus, his teachings, in its entirety. And many of us, you know, when we read of Jesus' harsh interactions with the Pharisees and how he was angry and wrathful at times, we at times identify that, like, hey, you know, Jesus was angry, so I get to be angry. Jesus was harsh at times, so I get to be harsh too. And what Packer, in essence, is warning us against is identifying simply with aspects of Jesus' life, his teaching, and not identifying with the life, the teachings, the character of Jesus in its entirety to hold true to the entire counsel of Scripture, as it were. 
While it's true that Jesus was at times harsh and angry, if we read the gospel in its entirety, we would soon realize that Jesus primarily portrayed himself as a gentle person. He himself identified to be a gentle person. Now, this was immensely challenging for me to discover because I would primarily identify myself as a person who is quick-tempered, who gets angry really easily, who is reactionary on many levels. I wouldn't describe myself ever as a gentle person. In many ways, I view gentleness as a kind of weakness, right? Where you live in a world, a fast-paced city like ours, where it's kind of dog-eat-dog. In order to get ahead, you have to have the louder voice, the stronger opinion. A person of strength is seen as a person who is able to make harsh decisions where necessary. And all that is true to some extent, to some degree. But I'm challenged that Jesus identified himself primarily as a gentle person. Even whilst living at home right now with Amy, in a time of prolonged isolation or being cooped up at home for a long time, I'll admit to say that tensions are, can get really high sometimes. I can get really quick-tempered. I can get really easily annoyed and upset. And in many ways, this is justifiable, right? All of us are uncomfortable. We are irritable on many levels. Things are tough. Things are hard. We get emotional. But I've been so challenged by Jesus' conduct that is depicted in the Gospels, that under pressure, under oppression, in betrayal, in injustice, Jesus was gentle in heart. And we all know that the goal of our discipleship to Jesus is to become like him, not just to adopt his teachings or internalize them as a kind of head knowledge, but it is to lift them up. It is to make steps toward becoming like Jesus. And in the Gospels, we read that Jesus, when faced with pressure, he exuded this kind of calm, this kind of gentleness in his spirit. And he himself would say, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Now, how about we make that our goal in this time to not give in to the rhetoric that says it is okay for us to be irritable annoyed and reactionary in this time but to actually use this moment as a kind of crucible to form a gentle spirit to form a gentle heart that in the moments where we can choose to react be upset be angry to throw our weight to shout to throw our voice, we instead choose to adopt the posture of Jesus in times of pressure to be gentle. So even in this day, let us reflect on our conduct, on our words, on just the overall posture of our heart in recent times. Do we primarily identify ourselves as a people who have been so filled with the spirit, with the character of Christ, that we exude this kind of gentleness? Or have we been harsh? Have we been demanding, irritable, reactive, just unpleasant to be around in this time? You know, gentleness is different from just being nice. 
you and I know that people can quote unquote be nice without actually meaning to be nice. We get this picture of gentleness from Jesus' life that he does not cringe, avoid, or is disgusted at the sight of sinners, but he embraces them. He draws near to them, to those who are not worthy of deserving of his love by any measure. And that's what gentleness does. Gentleness is offering love, embrace, understanding, even when the person or situation does not deserve it. When someone steps on your toes, where someone does something that justifies your irritability, instead of reacting, you respond with gentleness. And that is what I believe the Spirit is doing in many of us, even as we live at home and are constantly susceptible to feelings of irritability. May we be like our Savior, and may it be said of us that we, like our Savior, are gentle in heart. And so let's spend a few moments this morning just reflecting on the words of Scripture that our Jesus, our Savior, is gentle in heart and consider maybe some of the emotions that we are feeling today some of the emotions that have come up to the surface in recent weeks consider our conduct consider the words perhaps that we have used or ways that we have made people feel in recent weeks maybe you're offended maybe you're disappointed maybe you're scared you're afraid maybe you're overwhelmed and are weighed down by this immense sense of burden. Allow the Spirit to minister to you even today. And let's spend a few moments just leaning in to the voice of the Spirit, letting Him meet you right where you're at, this place of flux, of tension, of uncertainty. Allow the Spirit to be your comforter today. And even as all of us come to Him, in a posture of repentance, of repenting for perhaps actions that we aren't super duper proud of, that don't fit well in the way of Jesus, allow him to meet you with his grace, that grace that empowers us, you and I, to live according to his will. Let us even in this moment experience the gentleness of our God that enables us, that permits us that compels us to be gentle with those around us. Let's spend a few moments sitting in God's presence together. Beautiful. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day. You know, I love that in that text, after Jesus describes his heart, he goes on to say this, and you will find rest for your souls. And I pray that for you today, that even as you have experienced all this tension within, that has perhaps caused you to be a bit more on the edge than usual, a bit more temperamental and reactive, I pray that as you experience the gentleness of God, that you will find rest, 
this sense of calm and peace in your soul and that from this place of rest you would exude a gentleness to all around you father we thank you for this day for this moment for your spirit and god we thank you that you have first extended your gentleness to us while we were undeserving god you were gentle with us you weren't harsh you were loving merciful and kind to us and god we thank you that today we get to extend that same kind of gentleness mercy kindness and love to someone else and god what a time for that to be needed where things are tense where things are uncertain let us be a people who are, who, who is gracious who's kind who's merciful who's gentle and god we thank you for the invitation of scripture and we respond to it this morning as your people we pray lead and guide us for the rest of our days give us grace we love you in your name we pray amen thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the daily i trust that you will have a blessed day ahead we'll see you in the next episode grace and peace hey thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast we will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday if you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.